Welcome to the pod that never ever ends. We hope that you will stick around and make a couple of friends. Charles, are you happy to be here today? Yes, I am, Nick. And this is what I'm going to say. TTA doesn't stand for It stands for two-track audio. And we always have a gas. Look at me and Nick. We're friends through thick and thin. And if you write a five-star review, there's something you will win. Take my dreams, put them down to track. Two-track audio. Nick and Charles, and and that price is <laughs> is our friendship. Uh, also, <laughs> okay. So today we're talking about the Budos Band and Dizzy Gillespie. And uh, if you don't know who Dizzy Gillespie is, Dizzy, uh, wait, how are you saying his name? Dizzy, Dizzy. No, his, his surname. Gillespie. No, G- Gillespie. 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 That's Gillespie. Hey, right. That's okay, they've been crazy. Okay, I, I, you're right. I, I think you're definitely you right. Dizzy Gillespie. Dizzy Gillespie. Gillespie. Yeah. In any case, yeah, famous, key, uh, key jazz musician, uh, famous uh, Cosby you know, Show actor, uh, Dizzy Gillespie. Uh, we, we don't talk about the Cosbys. Yeah. I, I read recently. Are you are, are you familiar with Jack Benny? Do you know the Jack Benny program? was a radio show um, that was very popular in, in like the 40s and 50s. No. So anyways, this very popular radio show. It's really good. It's very funny, it, even in retrospect. But my, my dad's kind of weirdly a big fan of the Jack Benny show. But um, there was a character on it named Mary Livingston was the name of the character. And the actress actually like changed her name from whatever her name was to Mary Livingston, which is insane because she was so identified with the character. And I guess like I, I, I can't imagine – that there's any reason to do that except that you want to be recognized as being like, but you're on the radio, right. so nobody knows what you look like. And so it's just like, oh, your name's Mary Livingston. You sound just like that popular radio character. That must be you. It'd be funny if Felicia wow. Rashad was like, we changed your name yeah. to Cosby. Bill Cosby's wife on TV. <laughs> All one unhyphenated word. Obviously, Bill Cosby is a monster. Yeah, so uh, uh, Manteca by, by Dizzy Gillespie. Mm-hmm. And and Ephra by the Budos Band, and I wanted to, we didn't have to cover. We don't know too much about jazz or whatever the Budos Band considers themselves. Sure. But I wanted to touch on them briefly because, for one thing, I mean Gillespie is is a remarkable musician. He's just mm. he's excellent. And if you don't if you don't like any jazz, then you just haven't found your niche in it yet because jazz is incredible. Uh, and then the Budos Band are this other. Really, really strange band that I think really like, like fulfills the like the the jazz vacuum. I think it like fills that space really well. But they consider themselves all sorts of weird things, like uh, Hmm. psychedelia Afro punk with uh, '60s soul and '70s hard rock Mm. with a little Ethiopian soul undercurrent. I mean, just just strange, strange things. Okay. 
A reviewer once described the Budos band as sounding as if Quentin Tarantino was the music supervisor for a Bond film. Oh, I, I um, could hear that. Yeah. I, I, yeah. So, so, just, so Go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I'll continue. I was just I was just wrapping up. They're they're just a I I think that they have an incredible sound. I really like it. Uh, there's definitely some shortcomings, but it's it's unique and and I'm here for it. Nice. Yeah. I, how did you come across them, Nick? I think I ever heard yeah, of them before. Yeah. So I actually discovered them because I was visiting you in Boston, and you had a loot lesson. So you said, "Hey, Nick, go go to this record store, and like." you know get lost while i go to my loot lesson mm-hmm. as you stuck your nose up at me and, and walked yes. away yeah well i'm much uh, better than so you. i <laughs> so yeah so i went to this record store and they had this really like dope music on the whole time so i asked the the uh curator uh of the of the record store you know what was what i believe was this, on, was, this told was in me. your ear records on Comav and in, in boston yeah can continue oh there you go yeah, yeah. yeah shout out so yeah so i i asked him any he had one album and one CD, and he was playing the CD, and I bought both. Um, yeah, and I, I haven't looked back since. I, th- I, you know, as I mentioned, there are some shortcomings in the music. I think it's the songs are a little short. There's maybe a bit too much uh, repetition. Mm. The the music isn't uh, like uh, I don't know what the right word is for it, but it, like not div- like the, it's just a. It's a song around a thought, and it's not a song around a collection of thoughts. That's so funny. You said um, that's kind of what I appreciated about about the song. Oh, in, okay. In a yeah, way, I love the the repet- I loved how short it was. First off, because I think songs are too long in general. Uh, I know we've oh, always sure. talked about that on this podcast. I don't like. I don't. And if if something's like, you know, these prog rock songs we cover are a little bit different because they are really just like a string of like a minute and a half songs sort of stuck together for the most part. But like if the song's longer than four minutes, I'm not interested. That's too much, too much one thing as far as I'm concerned. Um, and I will die on that hill. But like, uh, yeah, I, I, I liked the I'm like, hey, they got a good riff and and like, you know, I mean, you could do another bit but like how is it going to be better than this first thing you mm-hmm. came up with you know what i mean i i kind of like that right um and they have a bunch of those you know song after song i chose i chose this one because uh it's it's on like this weird like ep or whatever mm-hmm. um really early on in their career uh and it's it's one of their jazzier tracks mm-hmm. and after this they go more so into like the soul or the psychedelic instrumental cool. or whatever yeah. else they decided to go with, um, but it 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 uh it lent itself to a, a conversation with with jazz. Yeah, one thing I liked about Manteca, if we can cross over to to that, is like I uh this falls into the great jazz tradition of like saying the name of the song in the song, despite it being largely an instrumental mm-hmm. track, which is very funny to me in jazz. You know, like it's like you know they're just like playing jazz or whatever, and then it's like a love supreme. Like they're just like they have to like tell you what the name of the song is in the song, or like yeah. Pennsylvania six five hundred or whatever it is. Like they just like <laughs> pop in, you know, give like the saxophone players a chance to like stand up and like say something in, in the in the in the context of the song, which is really funny to me. Um, 
I like both of them. I love this sort of like, I believe Afro-Cuban is sort of how Manteca is described. Afro-Cuban jazz is like a mm-hmm. uh, an accurate way to describe it, I believe. And I, I appreciated the, uh, I love all the all the percussion and stuff. I think that kind of livens up. You know, I, I, I think we've talked about this show before. I have sort of mixed feelings about jazz. There's a couple jazz records that I really like. And, and, and I think, um, but plenty of jazz that I find a little like, I don't know, heady or boring or, or whatever, or like up its own ass or something, yeah. you know, it, it does not yeah, a genre I mean, that speaks, obviously it's many, many, there are many, many kinds of jazz and it, I don't mean to put it all in the same basket, but it's not necessarily a general area of music that interests me particularly. Um, I can see that, you know, when I, the jazz I enjoy most is, is this sort of, um, is this sort of dancey jazz, I guess you could say, mm-hmm. or like Latin jazz, I think can be a lot of fun. Yeah. Um, certain big band jazz, you know, like when Duke Ellington's involved. I really like uh, like nightclub jazz, if we're thinking of like like West Montgomery, I think. Mm. There's like nobody I'd rather smoke a cigarette to than West oh, Montgomery. Oh, sure, right on. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Um, um, but, you know, yeah. I mean, people hear the word jazz and they think elevator music, mm-hmm. which is frustrating because technically true, true but it is frustrating yeah um but you know it and that gives jazz such a such a bad name and as you said there are so many different areas that jazz goes into that uh you know you can you can be head over heels for one aspect of it and and head in toilet for other aspects right i think as as a musician myself i i feel very intimidated by jazz i've never had a i've had some opportunities to play some kind of jazz something or other in some context and it's like it's it's difficult and it's like it's very um it's very scary i find it very scary particularly coming from like a because what i generally do longtime listeners of the pod will know i i specialize in like renaissance and baroque music and stuff and like it's very different there's some overlap i guess in the sense that like compared to other kinds of classical music renaissance and baroque music i think has like lends a lot of um uh what's the word like like freedom to the performer um and and opportunities Mm -hmm. to kind of extemporize and sort of like make things your own in a particular way but like um you know but like the idea just like i don't know it's so complex like the chordal language is very complicated or the harmonic language rather and like the kind of um the soloing language that people use like you have to know so much stuff just to get into it um all, you know off pod we were we were talking a little earlier nick about like uh, the inaccessibility of like the marvel movies where they're like you have to like mm-hmm. you know if you wanted to like jump in right now you'd have to like you'd kind of have to like watch a bunch of movies or to understand what's going on or just accept that you're going to be missing some stuff you know and like i feel the same way about jazz where it's like i feel like you have to like it's a whole other musical language outside of like pop music are you next to like a crackling fire what's going on oh i'm sorry <laughs> i uh i'm i'm uh yeah, I'm playing with my with my earbud. Okay, I, 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 it probably won't be won't be audible on the on the podcast. No, but like, no. there's a, there's this weird like crackling and anyway. But yeah, that's that's what that's all I have to say, I guess, as far as that goes. Is that like I'm I'm scared of jazz. Ultimately, I'm scared of having to to play it because it's scary. Uh, it's too much for me. It's crazy, you know, because um, you know, basically. 
you know, Edgar Varez, who's who's one of the the classical musicians who introduces the least amount of order into a composition, mm. uh, is famous for saying music is organized sound, mm-hmm. right? And what's fascinating is, I mean, obviously, uh, that's that's true, and that's about as uh, that's about as like vague and broad of a statement as you can make about music. Uh, but what's so interesting is that that statement, in some ways, applies less to jazz than most other forms of music. Because the whole point of jazz is, well, I suppose, I mean, there's still order and you're still mm-hmm. organizing things, but you organize it as you go, and it's not, it's not two-dimensional music written on a on a sheet of paper. It's it's notes that you can move around, yeah. you can pull some out, you can add some in as you're going, and and I can. Mm-hmm. The, the little I know about music, that does sound uh, tremendously intimidating and, and so challenging. Yeah, for sure. And yet, it all kind of sounds the same. And so I'm not sure exactly what's going on as far <laughs> as that goes. You know what I mean? I, mean, <laughs> I think, like, it's a little, like, yeah, you know, it kind of, it, there's a, you know. Like, what it may be, it, I mean, it may be similar to what we're what we're dealing with now with rock and roll in that it's sort of run its course and its course was a lot longer than rock and yeah. rolls perhaps. I, I don't know. I don't know. I don't really have like, I kind of said that to be funny. I don't really have anything to, to add <laughs> to that, I guess. But like, it is a little like, um, I, I think like when you, um, I mean, it's like anything. I, I think like, like pop music all kind of sounds the same. Classical music all kind of sounds the same to up to a certain point. Even like very avant-garde kind of classical music, like a Varez or like, you know, even v- like very, very contemporary classical music. Like if, if you're if you're writing in a, you know, like very much in a specific like um sort of like, I guess for lack of a word, like typical kind of harmonic language, things kind of sound the same. If you're looking to like break out of that and do something very different that like throws away those rules of harmony, that tends to sort of sound the same because you're still sort of limited in that way. And I think jazz is sort of similar where it's like, you know, it's like kind of weird sounding chords, but it still sounds nice overall. You know, I think where Mm -hmm. it gets a little far out and what what I kind of, uh, what I tend to like, when I listen to, to jazz music and stuff that's like a look like more uh, out there in terms of like, um, well, I think of some like, like I really like uh, I love Supreme, that album by John Coltrane. That's like a, a album that I really, really like a lot, but I think I maybe I'm listening to it a little bit more as like a piece of like sound art than like, a jazz record or something you know what i mean it does feel like on a lot of those songs like my understanding is that it's pretty deliberate and and that coltrane would like wrote a lot of it out pretty specifically i think but like it sounds mm-hmm. like the band is just all improvising at the same time and i appreciate that and kind of like that right. a little more than maybe like sort of like ting, 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 you know and like a couple guys like vamping and like one guy like taking a solo and I don't mean to like, right. like I'm just like kind of shitting on jazz and I don't mean to do that. It's a, it's an easy target. I feel like, but like it, it's just like, yeah. because it's, it's tremendously complicated. And I think it comes down to like anything. It's a, a, a musical language that I don't speak. I don't know really. And so like, I'm just like, Oh, it kind of all sounds the same. And I feel like, yeah. you know, 
What's the deal with French? You know, it's just a language that I don't know. No, speak exactly. It sounds yes, the same. no, but no. I mean, <laughs> I know, I know. I, that's precisely what's happening, and I'm, you know, I'm, I'm not being fair. I don't, I don't speak jazz any better than you do, but uh, I, I do think, I, for whatever reason, I do happen to enjoy it more. No, no. Well, I mean. you, you probably do. I mean, you definitely listen to it way more than I do, and so like you, you, you absolutely do. Like, uh, I think uh, you know that language a lot better, you know, because you've you spent time with it, and I'm like. I don't know. I don't have the patience, I guess. You you should do if you want to get into jazz. You should probably make like a four to six part 16 hour documentary <laughs> on it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think you'd sense. like it better. Hey, I'll learn to work the saxophone. I'll play just how I feel. Drink scotch whiskey all night long and die behind the wheel. That's what I'm going to do. They got a name oh, for the winners from? in the world. So I got a name when I lose. They call Alabama the Crimson Tide. To call me Deacon Blues. That's from that's a Steely Dan song. Oh. <laughs> um, about a guy who like wants to be like a like a jazz guy, like a, like a like a, mm. like a, like a Charlie Bird sort of like a cool guy jazz guy, but he doesn't like actually play jazz and like he just wants to like drink and die young kind of thing. Um, it's a great song, Deacon Blues, off of Asia. We should do a Steely Dan song. I like that kind of jazz. Sure, like, I yeah. like like weird like pop jazz like that. Um, I liked a lot of jazz influenced music. Like I love like Joni Mitchell's kind of jazzier records, but you know because they're not mm-hmm. like quite like regular jazz. I think I probably or, I think I probably like fusion if I listen to it based on what I've you know a band that uh, you know this is as everyone knows this is an Emerson Lake and Palmer podcast. Yes. Uh, uh, Keith Emerson was trained in in jazz mm. wasn't he it wasn't um greg lake might have been as well very possibly i i don't know i don't know but yeah i mean it sounds that way they do a lot of like kind of like like um i feel like carnival nine second impression sounds pretty jazzy i guess mm-hmm. you know uh <laughs> yeah that's pretty cool Good. now we got our we got our we can end the pod now that we've mentioned them yes <laughs> and end it forever right and it, no no the last no the show that never ends <laughs> However much you so, yeah. uh, there you go so listen to Manteca and listen to Ephra uh, check out the Budos band if you're in the mood for some some funky instrumental music mm-hmm. check out Dizzy Gillespie if you're into some uh, some uh, foundational jazz kind of sorta but not really and, and, well, check out the Cosby show <laughs> totally holds up yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh all right uh rate, follow review uh share yeah share uh share the pod with your friends uh and sh- share the pod with your friends and we'll be best friends did that rhyme yeah technically friends and friends i do want to rhyme like plane with plane because that would mm. you know that would actually work yeah i you know you mean like plain like P L A I P P L A I N or like and like P L A N E or or even better would be like cleave and cleave since cleave oh, is yeah. two different words that, that are spelled the, the same. There you go of each other. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, All right, yeah. Uh, I guess. I'm gonna uh, go, ahead. go ahead. In in twain, you, you, I will cleave. The pieces to stick together, which is also a context in which you could use the word cleave. There you, <laughs> there you go. go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll we'll cut that so that way you can actually uh, use that in your next yes. uh, single. Yes, I'm gonna use that. Yeah, yeah. Can't, don't. I'm gonna I'm gonna put that in an envelope and mail it to myself to to copyright yeah. it. <laughs> All right, farewell, beloved audience. We're gonna uh, cease recording in three, two, one.